from the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu. Get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry products of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ishmaela Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233 277 250420 or plus 233 249 393361. Email us refishmila at gmail.com. Visit our website Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. No more challenges, no more battle, because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said, after today, you shall rest from your battle, the battle of your marriage, the battle of your business, the battle of your finances, the battle of your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pain you don't want to forget. God said, you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, Head Pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Amen. Are you in Proverbs chapter number 24? I'm reading from verse number 3. He said, Through wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. For by wise counsel you wage your own war, and in a multitude of counselors there is safety. Wisdom is too lofty for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate. Amen. What this principle is teaching us is that it takes wisdom to be able to do so many things of our lives. And when we lack wisdom, we will fail in certain areas of our life. By wisdom, we will be able to accomplish certain things and be able to advance the life that we have. God gave us life, but to make the best use of the life that he's given us. But we can only make the best use of that life based on we having understanding about how things work. If you don't even understand life, even in general, you can be in life and be frustrated in life. Amen. There are a lot of people who have everything to their life, but they are still not happy because they have not understood the secret of life. So, Basically, what I am introducing you to will help us to understand how to order our life or to order our steps as far as the word of God is concerned, as far as wisdom teaches us. So he's saying that through wisdom, a house is built. Now, what he's simply saying is that you don't build a house when you have no plan. Amen. You might wish for something, but you need to plan for it. You might desire something, but you need to work towards it. It is one thing desiring, it is another thing wishing, and another thing planning. All of our life and what we can acquire can be done when we plan. Tell somebody, when do you plan? Tell another person, when do you plan? So, nothing just happens. Everything happens within planning. So, anywhere you want to get to in your life, you need to be able to plan it. Ironically, we don't sometimes 
within the planning of our life is necessary. So we live our life to chance and we think that every day something should happen and I'll move on. After all, what is my life about? But you don't live your life to chance. Wisdom is saying that for you to build a house, you need to plan. You need a wisdom. In the same thing, if you want to build a business, you need wisdom. If you want to build a marriage, you need wisdom. To build anything means to put it a structure in place. So anything you want to build, be it a career, be it marriage, be it business, be it relationship, whatever you want to build to make it work, you need wisdom to handle it. If your relationships are not working, then you lack wisdom how to deal with relationships. If your finances is not in the right place, then it means that you lack wisdom how to manage finance. If you cannot do certain things, academics, whatever, it means that you are lacking certain vital information or wisdom. Even your Christian life. If your Christian life is not consistent, it tells you that you are lacking some kind of wisdom to be able to live your Christian life. So everything you want to be successful in, you need some wisdom. That is why Solomon prayed for wisdom. And God said that because you have asked for wisdom, I am going to add riches to it. Because you cannot have riches when you don't have wisdom. Amen. So he said wisdom... Through wisdom, a house is built. That means you cannot build anything outside wisdom. And he said that by understanding, it is established. Once you have the wisdom to know that, ah, I have to do these things and you plan for it, then you now have got the insight because understanding gives you insight into things. Now that you have the insight, you are now able to establish the plans that you have. Because if you don't have an insight into something, you cannot establish anything. Everything you want to achieve in life, once you have information in those areas, by prayer and by diligence, you'll be able to get it done. For instance, if you want healing, you have to go for scriptures or messages or books that speaks about healing. You read them and you get understanding into it. You are quite a wisdom how it's applied and then you have insight into how to use it and you can get the results you are looking for. If you want to build a successful business, you don't just pray and wish that it happens. You need to read areas about people who have succeeding in business, who have even failed in business. And people who, where they are going and what they are going, you have to listen to practical life. You have to read about them. You have to read about secrets. You have to read about things that concerns that area and better yourself. If you want to be an engineer, you cannot go reading journalism books. You need to read books that speak to you about engineering and learn it and go through it and look at other works in it and get it done. If you want to do uh, uh, journalism or nursing, whatever field you find yourself, you need to equip yourself through that area. You need to educate yourself through it. You need to learn through it because informations are available, but if you don't go looking for it, you cannot be where you want to be. So so everything you want to be to do in life it is possible for you to do it but you need to sacrifice to do it and wisdom tells you that you have to go the extra mile by getting the information in that needed area to equip yourself amen you might see me preaching and you think that maybe picking a scripture or picking anything you can just stand and preach it is a lie amen we learn preaching we 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 are called by god but we go to school and we are taught are you understanding me? That is why we have the school of theology. Preaching is not just preaching. It's an aspect of the whole thing. We are what you call hermeneutics and we are what you call homiletics. Are you there with me? In homiletics, homiletics is the, from homily, it is the science and art of preaching. And in the science and art of preaching, communication is part of it. Your verbal and non-verbal cues are part of it. Your research is part of it. The tools, we are what you call the tools by which you preach with. And the tools is your concordance. 
Some of you just read the Bible and you go. But your tools is your concordance. And even the Bible, you have different types of Bibles. So we don't just read one Bible and conclude. You have to read a King James Version, read a New King James, read an NIV, read an ESV, you read uh, uh, Amplified, you read all kinds of whatever. Then you come to what we call concordance. You come to what we call Bible dictionaries. There are Bible, there are dictionaries, and there are even Bible dictionaries. There are maps. There are what we call doctrines. There are what we call customs and manners. You might read and Jesus washed the disciples' feet and you would think that is all. So go washing people's feet. You have to understand there is a book on customs and manners which teaches you about how things. You read about marriage. There are customs and manners about how marriage is contracted in the days of Jesus. All these things are information. We don't just get up and come and start preaching. The word we are reading is an English but it is translated from Greek and Hebrew. So you learn Greek and you learn Hebrew. So there has a way as it's interpreted in Hebrew or as interpreted in Greek because the Old Testament was written in Hebrew and the New Testament was written in Greek. Are you there with me? And some part of it also was written in broken Greek. So you have to understand all these languages to be able to give a very big, better interpretation of what you are reading. So it is not just preaching, I am anointed and I am preaching. Because your message can make or make. So every area you find yourself, there are things you need to learn to make you become effective. And wisdom will cause you to do that. So by knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong. If you are wise, you are strong. And the place I like is that he said, yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. So if you want to be strong in your area of finance, strong in the area of your business, strong in the area of education, strong in the area of marriage, strong in the area of relationships, strong in the area of any vocation you find yourself, you need wisdom. That is where you can get the strength. How do you get the strength? Because once you have information, you have confidence. You speak with authority. You are able to negotiate better. You are able to advance your argument. You are able to analyze things better. You are able to advise better. You are able to diagnose and digest things better. You are able to reach out to your audience better. You are able to, to, to deal with things in effective way. Because why? You have information and you know what you are talking about. So that is what gives you the strength. And that's what gives you the confidence. When you don't have information, you realize that you, you are not confident enough to defend what you are saying or go on with what you are doing. So in everything that you do, it is required of you to have information. How can you even be a good husband? You, you, you are a husband. But there are books that teaches you to be a good husband. If you don't read about them, being a husband is, does not happen automatically. Or for the fact that you are features of a man, does not automatically make you a husband. In the same way, you are a wife. There are books that makes you to know how a wife should behave and what should be a successful wife. For the fact that you have a future of a woman, that's not make you a wife. So if you lack wisdom in reading about these things and learning about them, no matter how hard you try, you cannot succeed. Am I talking to somebody here? So it is very practical or very, and if your business is not performing well, it's not performing well not because there is anything. It means that the level of knowledge you have, that is where it can take you. If you want to go beyond it, you have to learn beyond where you are in order to advance it. So tell the person you need knowledge. 
if you want to control certain huge sums of money, you'll be able, you have to be able to learn the, 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 the systems or the mechanism of how to handle and to manage resources and money. If you don't learn them, it doesn't matter how many amount you acquire, you will lose them. So it is not in the gathering, it is how you sustain it. And it requires knowledge. It requires information. So you need a wisdom. And he said that wisdom is too lofty for a fool. In other words, wisdom is too high for a foolish person. Because a foolish person thinks that it's an easy go life. Everything should happen. I don't even care about learning anything. Even when it comes to dressing, there is a way you have to learn how to dress. Hello, do you know that? Because every event and the way it goes. So it is very important. But he says that a foolish person thinks that, oh, no, I don't need wisdom. I don't need to learn anything about anything. I just need to, to get what I... So you rather people can be lifted so high, but they fall so low because they don't have what it takes to sustain their lifting up. And you can only sustain where you are based on the information you have acquired to sustain in that place. So prayer can lift you to a place, but you need information and knowledge to sustain you where you are. They go hand, hand in hand. And it's very important for you to know. A foolish person says, I don't need education. A foolish person says, I don't need to, to, to dig deeper in the area of my, my life and to study more and to break my back and to research and to do things. After all, it is enough. I can live by where I am. But yet, he wants to get to a certain level. She can't get there by chance because life is no chance. You have to work and deliberately work at your life. Can I hear an amen? If people... Bible says that Proverbs says, I said, have you seen a man that is so important or who stands before King? He said, that man is diligent in what he does. Because if you are diligent and you have polished yourself and you have learned where you stand before kings and not mere men. You want to stand before celebrities. You want to stand before great people. You want to stand before kings. You want your business to be celebrated all over. You want your career to go to the highest level and everything. He's saying that it cannot be until you diligently work yourself towards it. Tell the person, work at it. Tell the person, work at it. But he's saying that the foolish man thinks nothing. I don't need it. After all, what is it? There are people today, when you even talk to them about education, they say, oh, forget about it. Why am I looking? Why should I even study? Why should I even read? I don't even need it. You might have money to employ people, but if you don't understand how the things work, they will finish you. Amen. So God will need a vessel to use, but if your knowledge level is so high, God cannot use you. Let's get it right. So God always wants to use people, but God is limited in using them because you see the knowledge aspect and the learning aspect is not for God to do for you. It is you to do it so that God can have more vast areas in your life and push his giftings and abilities to reach out to so many people and be a blessing to them. So if you are a musician and God wants to minister through you that cripples can walk, God will not let cause you to go and do voice training. He will not teach you how to do voice training. It is your responsibility to do voice training, do pitching, learn how the, the chords work, how learn the modulation of the song and build up yourself. Then you can now pass through the knowledge you have to be able to know your microphone techniques and everything and your statesmanship and your craftsmanship and everything so that his will will be done through your life. It is very important. You put people in charge of this and they don't read about them. You can have an usher, but he doesn't know anything about an usher. Yes, you can start not knowing anything, but you can learn once you are there. So anything you try to learn, you become better at it. 
And God now can magnify that which you have learned and make it great to be a blessing to the world. Are you there with me? But what do you see in the church? We think, well, anything at all can happen. No, nothing just happens. You need to learn. Even Jesus. Bible said that he sat under governors and teachers. He is God in the flesh, but he went through learning. He studied. And so he was able to come out and become what God wanted him. So instead of years, he spent 30 years preparation and used only three years for his assignment. Then you and I will tell me, I don't need education. I don't need to learn anything. Who told you? So you take your, your classes anyhow. You don't take anything serious out of it. You have to be serious. Proverbs 23 verse 23 says this. Tell the person you need wisdom. He said, buy the truth. Buy the truth. Invest in materials. Invest in information. Invest in listening to quality news. Not rubbish. Invest in every area you want to be. Invest. Buy the truth and do not sell it. In other words, the truth you have acquired, the truth that you have, don't throw it to chance. Because Bible said, don't cast your spell before swines. I have to take days and hours to study to gather these materials together. If sharing it with you will not help you to change or to better your life, then that God is telling me that there is no need me sharing it even in the first place. Because information is acquired to change people's lives. But when you give it to them and they cannot work with it, then there is no need to even share so buy the truth and don't sell it. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. So you are not only buying truth, you are buying wisdom and you are buying instruction and you are buying understanding. In other words, you have to invest into tapes. You have to invest into audio. You have to invest into uh, 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 visuals. You have to in- invest into written materials. Read certain books. Read certain articles. Read certain magazines. Read certain things to equip yourself and advance your life. Buy it. Tell the person, buy it. Tell the person, buy it. Don't use it for credit and for gossip. You can spend hours on WhatsApp and Facebook. But somebody will sit on the Facebook from morning to evening. Yet another person of your contemporary outside this nation is sitting in that same area and is making business out of the same, uh, uh, what do you call it, website or or browsing you are doing, he is browsing and making money and you are browsing and you are looking at pornographic sites and chatting and, and sending messages and you are laughing. People have formed groups on, on, on WhatsApp and everything whilst others have formed groups and they are promoting businesses. Others have formed groups on WhatsApp and the only thing they do is to share jokes and to share tricks and we can waste our time from morning to evening just on WhatsApp and we are not learning anything. So we are not adding worth to our life. Psalm 90 verse 1. We joke with life. Let's look at the picture here. David speaking. He said, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. In other words, I cannot live my life without God. It is God that by whom I sleep and move by. If you take God out of your life, you are like a train that has no control. You move or you derail. If you take God out of your life, you are like a car in motion without a driver. If you take God out of your life, it's like a pilot or a plane that has taken off and the pilot has decided to check out of his seat and left the, the, the passengers to the fate of the, of, the, of the weather to move on. You will definitely crash. 
It doesn't matter how you fast and pray. Amen. Because a law has been diffused. So it's important for you to know that God is our dwelling place. He's the one by which we come to to have refuge. So in all our doing, we need the dwelling of the Lord. And verse 2 says, they said, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. In other words, before anything came to be, he is God. So before the car you are looking for came forth, he is God. Before your child came, he was God. Before the heavens and the earth came, he is God. Before what you are looking for came, he is God. So everything we are looking for, everything we have, he is already there before it happened. So nothing of our surprise is God. MS3 says this. It says, you turn man to destruction and say, return, O children of men. In other words, he has a way of dealing with our lives. Verse number four. He said, for a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past. And like a watch in the night. Now, what it simply means is that he's saying that we will call it thousand years. Now, if you ask somebody, how old are you? The person will say, maybe I'm 20 years, 30 years, or 40 years. But your age is insignificant in the sight of God. Are you there with me? So, yours could be 40 years, but to God, it's a microsecond. Yours could be maybe 30 years, but to God, it is just, it just, just a breath. It's gone. So, thousand years is like, a, it's like what? It's like the past. It's just like yesterday so god is not looking at your life in terms of the days that are past he looks at your life in terms of the present so god deals with us every day as new so that's what bible says that his days are new every morning new 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 Yesterday is gone. Today you are today. So you make the most of today. So God does not speak to us in the past tense. He speaks to us in the present tense. He said, I am. He didn't say, I will be. He said, my name is I am that I am. When people came and he said to Jesus, listen, this man married a, a, a woman. The woman's husband died. Another man came and married seven men. This woman married. And all of them are dead. Now when they go to heaven, who was, whose husband would the lady be? Jesus said that you have no knowledge. You have no wisdom. You have not studied the scriptures well. That God is not a God of the dead, but he's the God of the living. In order, he's not a God of the past. And he doesn't deal with us of the things of the past. He deals with the things of the now. So this man is going to be judged or be taken care of his now and not of whatever. So in heaven, there is no marriage. Marriage only is on earth. Hello? In every, there's nothing like your wife. So for a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday, and when it is past, I look like a watch in the night. Verse number five says this. He said, you carry them away like a flood. They are like a sleep. In the morning, they are like a grass which grows up. In other words, it finishes with a day and then moves on. So you might say that we are waiting for 31st to enter into 2015, isn't it? But God is saying that he doesn't wait for 31st. Every day is a new year for God. So today is your new year. Tomorrow is your new year. Tomorrow next is your new year. Every day is a new day and a new year for God. So that is why you don't wait until the year ends. Every day is a new year. You don't only wait for Easter day to activate the power of the blood. The blood is ever present powerful. And verse 6 says they said in the morning it flourishes and grows up in the evening and it's cast down and with the stamens he deals with us season by season. He doesn't carry things over. Amen. 
That is why he, when you miss out today, tomorrow he gives you another chance to make the difference. So why do you waste your time thinking about yesterday? Verse number 8 says, he said, he said, you have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. Tell the person you can't hide your secret from God. <laughs> because the man is seeing everything. Amen. So don't worry yourself at all. And the verse number 9 says, he said, for all our days have passed away in your wrath. We finished our years like a sigh. In other words, God sits there and says, hmm, and you are gone. Just by a breath, you are no more. So, can you imagine how life is? I'm bringing you, I'm painting a picture. Because some of us still can joke with our lives and think that is a stake. I have more time. I can do whatever I like. And verse number 10 says, he said, the days of our lives are 70 years. That is God's own mortality plan. Hello? But you know man are shorting the mortality. Now, it is known that by average, all over the world, you can only live between 30 to 40 years at most. People are going beyond it by grace. Hello? That's why children are even having high blood pressure. Even babies have cholesterol. <laughs> Amen. Isn't it a strange world now? First, somebody has to grow before you can see those things. But now it's happening. What a shock. The person is gone. And if by reason of strength they are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow. The only thing, he's saying that the only thing we can boast of is our labor and our sorrow. The work you are doing and the pain you are going through, that's all you can boast. You don't have any control again on anything of your life. He said, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. And verse 11 says this. He said, who knows the power of your anger for as the fear of you, so is your wrath. And I like the verse 12. The verse 12 says that for all that I have shared, for all, or the summary of it is that, so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. In the King James Version, it says that, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto what? Wisdom. Tell the person, teach us to number our days. That means that every day of your life should be very important to you. Every day when you are waking up, you should take your life serious. Don't take any of the days for granted. Take every day serious. Because you every day is a new day on the calendar of God for you. For you to make the best out of it. So you don't go in there and messing it up. You don't go in there carrying essence baggage of yesterday. You don't go in there overrolling your sorrow into it. You don't go in there wasting a whole half of the day murmuring and complaining of what took place yesterday. Because God is waiting for you to begin. Because every day he set his clock and the clock begins to move for a day for you. At the end of that day, he summarizes that day and put it aside. And the next day, he opens another chapter for you. So why do you come bothering God about the waste of yesterday, about the sorrow of yesterday, about the challenge of yesterday, about the lack of yesterday, about the wasting of yesterday, about the disappointment of yesterday, when he has given you a fresh day? A fresh day. A fresh day for you to make amends and move on. 
and you are still sitting down mourning over yesterday. Some of us are mourning over 20 years issues, 30 years issues, 40 years issues. You can't forgive yourself. You cannot forgive. You cannot let go. And you are and God is saying, now listen, I am only calculating your time by a breath and by a sign. And before you know, God, stop watch. It is ended. And you are yet, you have not done anything about your life. All that you knew is to mama. Is to complain, and you did this to me, and you didn't do that to me, and you were there, and you were not there, and you were this, and you were not that. And God is saying, Listen to me, that is not what I am interested in. I am interested in the fact that I've given you each day, and you have to thank me for it. Because you wouldn't have had another day, but I gave it to you. And I didn't give it to you to come and complain, I give it to you to make the best out of it. Because my time is an investment. My time is to profit. My time is to make the best. My time is for you to advance. My time is to change and to move on because I am a forward progressive God. I am not a backward God. Not a backward God. So you don't set your life in anti-clockwise. You set your life in a clockwise fashion. Somebody say mercy. Somebody say mercy. And if you don't get these things right by wisdom, you waste your life. There are a lot of us who have wasted our life. Some of us have shaved our life on the, this thing because we are waiting for something for so many years. If it doesn't come, we will not move forward. There are some of us we cannot even go ahead to do things we intended to do because of past so many years experiences. Yet God is saying, I have moved on. I have moved on. So move on. And you are saying, I am not moving on. Okay, you are not moving on. The thing is that if today is one, yesterday was one, and today is two, God is in two, and you are standing in one. Hello? And you are saying, God, I need you here. Oh. If you don't come here, me too, I am not moving. And God is saying that by my rules, I don't come back. I move on. So if you are pulling me here, I cannot come. So what happens to you? Because it's not here, you are buried in your sorrow. You are buried in your pain. You are buried in your guilt. You are buried in your unforgiveness. You are buried in your shortcomings. So you are not progressing. And by the time you set yourself, I am okay. And you are moving on and get to two. He is gone to about six. So your life is always backward. It's backward. Tell the person, release yourself. So what does it teach us? It teaches us that the first, the first thing we should know in advancing our life or bringing the greatness out of our life is that we have to avoid indecisiveness. You have to avoid indecisiveness. Procrastination will not help you. Indecisiveness will stop your life. You have to be decisive. So if you read James chapter 1 verse 6 to 8, he said, but when you ask, you must ask, you might believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all you do. When you are double-minded and unstable, not be able to take a decision or pragmatic steps concerning something to move on with your life, God is saying you cannot receive anything. It doesn't matter how many lofty ideas you have, good wishes you have, and plans you have. Once you cannot move yourself from your own into new, you cannot get anything from the Lord. So that is the first key. To be able to unlock the greatest in you, you have to avoid indecisiveness. And to avoid indecisiveness, you should distinguish between what matters most and what is least in your life. It's not everything you can do. 
There are some things you can do. There are some things you cannot do now. Leave them and move on with your life. Amen. Because see, life does not have bus stops. It has transit points. A bus stop is for you to alight at the place and settle there. But the transit says that I am alighting, but I'm continuing. So today, you might not be able to fix some things, but tomorrow you have what it takes to fix them. Some of you were not able to buy certain shoes and clothing, but now you can buy it and even buy more. And you cannot eat some food, but now you can eat it and you can pay for it. Some time ago, you cannot even afford some rent, but now you can afford that rent. What is wisdom teaching you? Wisdom is telling that you don't stress yourself with what you cannot do today, but you are content with what you are doing now because tomorrow shall come for you where you shall be able to deal with the things that you were not able to do before so don't stress yourself let it go because there is an hour for you to deal with some things it's important for you to know so don't bother yourself listen life has not promised anybody satisfaction you can never get satisfaction in life so some people are forcing and competing themselves and stretching themselves to places where they cannot be and trying to be what they are not you are stressing yourself because you cannot be satisfied by what you acquire you can never be satisfied by where you are going life has not promised anybody satisfaction but life promises us in god contentment If you are content with where you are and, and, and know that tomorrow will be better, you will be okay and you'll be happy in life. The reason why people worry in life, they are precious in life. And not sometimes listen, you kill yourself over something you cannot even solve. I'm telling you, you can't solve it. You can't change the fact that you are not married. You can't change the fact that you are not having a child. You can't change the fact that you don't have a, a, a husband. You can't change the fact that you, are, you don't have a job. You can't change the fact that the business did not move on to the level. You cannot change it. In fact, you worried, but did you solve it? You were disturbed. Did the situation change? So God is saying in Matthew 16, he said, which of you when he worries can add one little to his hair? He said, your very hair I have numbered. Even the one you go to cut and put it down and put German wig or Brazilian wig, I know how many are there. He said, the birds of the air, they don't work, but I feed them. And I clothe the grass, but the moment they are withered and gone. He said, how much more can't I do it for you? Who are my children? What it simply means that I have times and season for your life. You just have to be content with me wherever I am with you. And believe me for tomorrow because I will take care of the rest. He said, do not worry about it because tomorrow will give you stress. Because better is tomorrow than your today. God has plans for you. You just have to trust him each day and plan your life towards it. And live in a high spirit and be content with where you are and move on to the next level. Because today I might be poor. But tomorrow I will never remain poor. Once I am diligent and once I am focused and once I am planning and once I am working towards myself and um, uh, improving upon my life, God definitely will lift me to another level tomorrow because God will never leave a diligent person without helping a person. But right now, it might not be possible. I will not kill myself. One of the things I learned about life is to be content. Walk from everywhere, work in the fishing harbor, ride on fishes, push truck, second door, do everything, sell people's clothes that they have sold, 
go around into banks and sell them. I was not disturbed. I was not perceived. I was praying for people. I was seeing them driving their cars and they are leaving their houses. I cannot even pay my rent. I cannot pay my light bill. I cannot even have afford certain good meal. I can eat curry even when I was married and we are living in a challenging situation. I was still, we were still content and we are happy. I, we couldn't afford some clothes. We couldn't afford some shoe. My only suit was my wedding suit but I was not bothered. People were bothered in the church. You go there and they are insulting you. They look at you. Hey, are you still married? It is your problem. It's not my problem. I will wear a t-shirt and go to church but I know there is a future for my life. It doesn't matter how you are looking at me. Today, I cannot number my clothes. I cannot number my shoes. I can wear anything I want to wear. Eat whatever I want to be. Wherever I want to go. Because why? God takes you from stage to stage. By grace. I have never had any heartache of being jealous of somebody's wealth or being jealous of somebody's house or being jealous of what you are wearing. I tell my staff, if you think you can buy Jaguar, buy it and drive if only you can afford it. But listen to me, I don't care whether you are driving it or you are not driving it because that is irrelevant to me because the truth is that when the time comes for me and God wants me to have it, I can have it. Why do you stress yourself? Somebody came around and saw the project we are doing. He said, Pastor, so are you able to sleep? I said, I sleep well. And I eat well. I will not let this stress me. God said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. You remember, I always stand here and I tell you, you, you can contribute or not contribute, but what God says he will do, he will do it. He will build it and God is building it. You'll be honest with yourself, how much do we even contribute? But is the building not going up? Have you sat down to wonder how it is done? So what the wisdom of life is that we have to save ourselves certain stress. They are unnecessary. Tell the person they are unnecessary. Tell the person they are unnecessary. I want to be here. I want to do that. For what? Be content. And believe God for your tomorrow. Believe God for your tomorrow. Listen, when the Lord stands on your way, who are you to push him out of the way? When the Lord says, I am here, who are you to take off his leg from there? When you pray, God is watching over the world. He can say yes. He can say no. He can say, wait a minute. You can't change his mind. All that you need to do is to just be thankful of the day and manage your life for tomorrow. Some of you, if you want to be honest with you, you were close to disgrace, but were you disgraced? <laughs> you, you didn't even know how help would have come. You were at your lowest ebb. You thought by tomorrow it's going to be news. And tomorrow comes and nothing happens. Have you sat down to think about who is in charge of your life? thought. Because he said in his word, he said, I will not disgrace you and I will never put you to shame. So he cannot circumvent his word. He, if I, Pastor, if I don't do it, something is going to happen. What is going to happen? The second thing is that rise above the stigma of your past. Rise above the stigma of your past. A lot of us, we are so uh, interested in what people say about our life and our past and everything. Come on, leave your past there and move on. 
You can joke about your past. You can say something about it to learn from it, but don't let it control your future. Amen. Your past is over. Your past is dead and gone. Focusing on your future masters your past. What you will consider as your limitation. Or what would you consider as your limitation for which you are not able to advance in your life. Some people will consider that I have a limited education. My education is not enough. If I have more education, if my father would have been around, that man I spit on his grave. I'm insulting him every time. You are insulting him. Hey, he's a wicked man. He divorced my mother. He didn't pay our fees. He's frustrated. Look, if I was educated today, I would have been a lawyer. Oh, let me tell you something. You can still be the lawyer if you want to be a lawyer. It is not about your father's pocket because now you can be. There is nothing like limited education. Education is all over the place. You can educate yourself. There is not an excuse to be angry of an auntie or an uncle who never took care of you. Some of us, nobody took care of us. But today, we are better and having better degrees and moving on. Are you understanding my point? It is possible for you to do it. It's possible for you to do it. You are just trying to be lazy. But if you seriously want to do it, you can do it. Because there is nothing like limited education. And that shouldn't be a challenge. My parents were alcoholics. My father was a humanizer. And because of that, we went through it. Stop blaming your father. Stop blaming your mother. You have your own life to live. God is saying, I have given you a day. And the day is up to you. You should make the best out of the day for yourself. And don't hope brief for somebody's error for your life. There are people who today are not doing anything. They are blaming the government. If the government doesn't smile, they will not smile. Did God give birth to you or allow you to be born to live for a government economy and nation's economy? No. God never allowed us to come to live on the economy of a nation. When he created the heavens and the earth, he created the trees and the plant and everything. He put everything in place before he created man. And he said, man, have dominion. And he said, dress the garden and keep it. No matter which president comes and goes, they cannot solve your economic problems because God never gave them the power to do so. You might like it or not. Even go to the advanced countries and to the advanced world. Then what about you and I who are even in a developing country? Where we cannot even totally even meet our millennium development goals. Oh, come on. Am I talking to somebody? When nations are bailing out their banks. Economic recession. Pressure everywhere. And you tell me that you are living your life for a president or a country or a government to be able to alleviate you and take care of your poverty and take care of everything the government should be able to do, everything the minister should do, everything. You are living your life waiting for people to fix your life. And your life is in a shame and it's in a bad balance. And you don't see that God gave you the right to fix your life and nobody fixing it. You don't like what I'm telling you. There are people who are living in this life and all that they are looking for is that I am working and waiting for my pension. My pension. Are you there with me? God never created you to work for your pension. You have to create your own pension. It's a planning. Hello? Now, let's do a rough calculation. Put one CD, which is less in your pocket. One CD times 12. How much will he give you? 12 CDs. Every day, if in a month you have four weeks, and every day you are putting down one CD, how much will he give you in a month? 
30 cities. Multiply the 30 cities by 12. How much? 360, 360 Ghana cities. Old, old 3 million. 3.6 million. One city. Can't you even do more than one city? The problem is that we don't understand that life is about investment and savings. You've been taking the salary every day. You don't know why God introduced the principle of titan. He introduced the principle of titan to teach us about investment. But what do we find in the church? We are in discipline and we rather condemn titan and we are challenged with titan. That is why we cannot even save for our lives. Because God is telling that if you are faithful in paying tithe, you should therefore also know that you can put something aside. Because you are giving 10% to him and then 90% is for you. Why can't you also take another 10 out of your 90 and put the 80 to use so that whilst you are giving God a 10, you also have a 10 in the bank. And if you multiply it, go and take your tithe card. Those of you who are faithful in paying your tithe, go and take your tithe card and calculate. You'll be shocked that, hey, so you can be able to put this money away. God is teaching you the discipline of savings. But yet you are fighting the same principle that God even gave you so that you can learn how to save. You are fighting it. Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 for the brothers and says I do not consider myself here to have taken hold of it but one thing I do forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me home everyone in Christ Jesus there is always the need for you to let go of the past and press on to the future say press on to the future you can move beyond any scars of yesterday if you stop advertising them by talking complaining and meditating on them you have to let go of your past tell them let go of your past tell the person stop talking about that in order to focus on your future you need to do these things one you need to step out of the pool of your human scorn step out of the pool of your human scorn people are calling you names they are mentioning they are remembering you of the error and the mistakes you made in the past he's saying that step out of it tell the person step out of it tell the person step out of it Stepping out of it causes you to deliberately and purposefully and determined to say no. From today, I am out. I am out. Don't dwell in any challenge you have and divorce and this and that and my husband should have done and my wife should have done this and they are calling me this and they are calling me that. Hey, you can't forever be in that situation. You need to move on. The second thing is that you have to crawl your way out of the pits of questions. Crawl your way out of the pits of questions. Stop asking yourself certain questions, which you don't even have answers for. If, if, what, what would have happened if I did it, I would have done it, if I have done it differently the other day. You couldn't do it differently. That is why it happened that way. <laughs> Hello? What would have happened if, if, if I have said it this way? I didn't say, the thing is that what you have said is what you said. So move on with your life. Amen. Why me? If it is not you, then who else? Move on. Ignore slanderous remarks because people will always talk. Ecclesiastes 7, verse 21. Ecclesiastes 7, 21. He said, Do not pay attention to every word people say. Or you may hear your servant cursing you. 
That is a wisdom thing. There are people who have headaches and headaches about what people are saying. And so, they, they said, they even have the money to buy a nice shoe to wear or a nice clothes to wear. Hey, I will not buy it because people will talk. So, I, I will not buy it. Oh, don't buy it. Be there. Come and give it to me. I'll wear it for you. I will not drive this car because when I drive it, they will talk. Oh, if they will drive and they will talk. When you were walking, were they not talking? <laughs> oh, Hello? So once you stop them when you are driving your Jaguar and your Bentley and driving your Ford, they will talk because you need to be able, you see some people are there to talk about your history and your achievement and others are there to write it and others are there to make it. So you make it and let them talk. Simple. Me, I don't want to marry you because you know why? Because if I marry Paul, will talk. So me, I want to live my life. Ah, when you are not marrying, they are talking. So when you marry two, they will talk. So why don't you marry? Someone and tell the person this mouth, it will never sleep, <laughs> it will still talk. So, so the truth is that don't don't waste your time because do not pay attention to every word people say, or you may hear your servant cursing you because whether you like it or they will gossip about you. Hey, before I came to church and studio to preach, somebody was talking about my dress, and you can't stop it. <laughs> Are you there with me? Before you, you left home in your office. Even before you go, somebody will talk about it. So the truth is that, brother, they will talk about it. Look, if you are walking this way, they will talk. If you are walking like that, they will talk. If you are smiling, they will talk. If you are not smiling, they will talk. If you are eating and you are growing fat, they say, hey, reduce more. Are they, are they, where are you going? You, you are slimming down to say, what is happening to you? Why are you sick? <laughs> <laughs> Can I hear an amen in the house? Do what will make you happy and know what people are saying because we all have our life to live and yet you are working with your pain because of what people are saying and because of what people are saying you are not trying to do anything because of what people will say you are not trying to move on with your life because of what people are saying you are not able to do certain things about your life I declare to you today by wisdom and by the message of God by the grace of God liberate yourself from the pits of what people are saying walk out from it because they will talk whether you rise up or you sleep they will talk so continue doing what God wants you to do so that they can continue talking don't break your heart by what they are saying I break your heart don't break your heart don't break your heart the fourth thing is that believe the truth about yourself and focus on your future Believe the truth about yourself. There is a truth about you. You know it better. If you are not doing well, you know. If you are doing well, you know. So if somebody says you are not doing well and you know you are doing well, thank God and move your life. If you know somebody says you are doing well and you are not doing well, change and do well. So believe the truth about yourself and focus on your future. There are people who work today and they don't have self-confidence. You know why? Because they don't believe they can do anything. And anything they do, they want people's approval. If people don't give them the approval, they don't believe they have done anything. But from today, mark your own self. <laughs> A student once told the teacher, I said, you failed me, but I know I passed. <laughs> Somebody gave me that for dinner. <laughs> I know I passed. Amen. So you have to pass yourself before somebody passes you. You need to okay yourself before somebody okays you. The lizard said, in, he said, 
according to the Yoruba, he said that the lizard that fell from the top of Yoruba tree said, if you no more praise him, you praise himself. Once he lands on the floor, every lizard, when he lands on the floor from every top, the minute he lands, crash, he will say, yes, I have done well. I have done well. I have done well. You have to find a way to celebrate your own success. Even when nobody celebrates you, you have to celebrate yourself. Even when nobody looks at you, listen to it. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. Encourage yourself. And don't wait for anybody to encourage you. You are doing well. Say to yourself, I am doing well. When you dress, look at yourself in the mirror and say, that goes the next billionaire. That goes the married man. That goes the next king that goes the next person should prophesy to yourself in the mirror when you come out and send your shoe is dirty say yes it is dusty in your eyes but to my eyes it is looks flashy are you getting what i'm saying your car can stop three times on the way hey but be confident about it you can pour water into it but tomorrow you'll drive better car than that are you understanding what i'm saying you just have to believe in yourself and don't let anybody belittle you because some people can bring you down and demoralize you and destroy your joy and destroy your happiness but don't let anybody destroy your joy don't 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 allow it because you are a master to decide what comes to you and what doesn't come to you are you understanding me don't let anybody belittle you I, 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 walk, I walk in life excited about what God does with my life Hello, listen. If I can follow what people say and what I go through and everything, look, I can't even preach one message. Oh, I'm telling you, I can't even preach one message. I can't. But the truth is that it is no man that called me. Paul said that I am called according to the will of God to be an apostle. You were born according to God's will. Listen, they will say, and your nose is flat. Thank God, God gave me a flat nose. What about yours? So, so when they say your nose is flat, you have a problem. So all the time you are walking, he said, oh, come on. God knew that your face, the way your face is, you need that nose to be able to fit the face. So, so it is their problem and nobody's problem. Yes, my nose is flat, but I like it. Oh, are you understanding what I'm saying? Be yourself. Tell the person, be yourself. Believe the truth about yourself. Believe the truth. It does not matter what people choose to believe or their opinions. It is entirely up to you to chart your course to the right direction. Hey, they can decide to say you are like caricature. You know you are not. <laughs> Hello? They can decide to say you are not handsome. You know you are. It is their opinion against yours. So whose report will you believe? And if God says you are, what has it got to do with what somebody is saying? If God says you are the head and you are not the tail, why do you worry yourself with what somebody is saying? If God says that I will bless you and I will favor you, what are you got to do with somebody who is not favoring you? You are above and not beneath. You are the head and you are not the tail. You are the bless of the Lord. You are the joy of the Lord. You are like a tree planted by rivers of living water. There is more for you that is against your life. By his stripes you are here. 
you. There is more than you are. You are more than a conqueror. You have run through your troops and you have leaped over your wall. The Lord has blessed you with the resources of the world. You are an achiever. You are an accomplisher. You are the one that the Lord loves because he has sent his desire upon you. He has given you the end of the world for your inheritance. The blessings of the Lord is your portion. The Lord has good recommendations about your life. So if man does not recommend you well, why do you kill yourself? I am here to say to somebody, by wisdom, believe in yourself and believe in what God has said about your life because he never created you as a failure. He never created you for you to fail. He created you for you to succeed. You are well able to do exceedingly, abundantly, far above what a man have said concerning your life. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You are blessed and you are not a curse. Give the Lord a clap offering somebody. Give the Lord a clap offering somebody. Give the Lord a clap offering somebody. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you glory, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We exalt your name, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your word. In the name of Jesus. I pray for you. Now, from today, you will walk with your heads lifted up. And you will not walk in your past. I release you from every trap of your past. I release you from every words of men that has demoralized you and brought you low. I speak upon your life. And I cause you to rise above your circumstances and your challenges. I command you to rise above your environment and your challenges. May you have victory in your warfare. May no man limit you and destroy your joy and your peace. May you know that you are complete before you met that man. May you know you are complete before you met that woman. May you know you were complete before you got to that place. Because the Lord has a plan for your life. I speak over your life from today. That the Lord favor you and heal you. And restore you and make you widow. In the name of Jesus. May you receive the grace of God to be empowered. To the next level of your life. You can't fail. 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 Can't fail, you can't fail, you can't fail. I declare you an achiever in the name of Jesus. You shall achieve, you shall achieve, you shall achieve, you shall achieve in the mighty name of Jesus. Go ahead and give the Lord a clap of his summon. The Lamb of God who died and rose again, and lives forever. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC East Legon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Audu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email us to icgceastlegon at yahoo.com or call us on 057-2260-437 and 57 2260435. You can also worship with us on Sundays, first service, 7 a.m., second service, 10 a.m., on Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. for our teaching service, and Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. for prayer service. You can also connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Skype. God richly bless you.